Sunday morning, good Monday. It's another Sunday for us, huh? Here in the old studio. In the studio, we've got buddies Kevin Distler from Pitt Frank Attorneys at 895-9900 and Brad Lawler, Home Team Inspection Service. They hire veterans. You can reach them anytime at 357-0813. Right? Good morning. Good morning, good morning gents. Good to have you here. Incidentally, uh, coming up a little later on the show, 11 lies you cannot tell when you are selling your home. I think you'll find this interesting. Both of you guys especially are going to find this interesting. You may have noticed interest rates have jumped to a seven-year high. The interest rates for 30-year fixed-rate mortgages have climbed, again, depending upon your credit rating, from uh, 3.95% in the first week of January up to 4.61% last week from many lenders which marks a seven-year high, according to Freddie Mac. Some say price of oil has something to do with it because inflation and all that stuff, but really, quite frankly, don't worry. Um, <laughs> you know, as rates go up, people are still looking for homes. Not a big deal. But here's the thing. As rates go up, your purchasing power goes down, but the, the bottom line is it's still these rates are still well below the averages for the last four decades, which mm. goes way up. So we're still riding high, pretty nice to do. Homes are plentiful uh, in some locations and in some prices. We're desperately looking for homes that are in the one hundred to four hundred thousand dollars price range because our absorption rate, which we talk about a lot, the absorption rate now in those price ranges are in the one to two month supply. Anything yeah. below a five month supply is considered. Is it be, getting a little bit better out there? Or is it still pretty much a problem? Uh, there's more homes on the market as of a week ago. Uh, last week, 3,300 is where the average was. As of a month ago, it was only 3,000. So there's more, but there's still more buyers out there. So there, there's really a big demand. And homes that are 400,000 or above, they're sitting longer because there aren't as many buyers. So anybody who's looking to move up into the four, five, six, seven million dollar price range, you can find some deals now because they're going to be sitting on the market longer. Just keep an eye and ear out for that. If you would like to see just by chance our video version of our radio show. There are individual questions from each of our shows that we break up online on YouTube. You can go to LouisvilleAnswers.com. That's LouisvilleAnswers.com. And if you want to see our reviews, our Zillow reviews, go to LouisvilleZillow.com. Let's go to the phone, shall we, guys? Good morning, Bob Sekolder, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hey, Bob, this is Cindy. Yeah. The appraisal on my home I'm buying came back for $10,000 lower than the price I agreed to pay for it. What are my options? Mm. Well, you could call Kevin, and he'll tip into his pocket. I wish I could tell that, <laughs> and come up would with that the be extra a check. T- yeah, and that would be a check. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's you can, so here's what we're, we've been dealt these problems. There's not much we can do. You've got um, the system set up where the the banks can't talk to the appraisers, appraisers can't talk to the banks, and in some cases, Kevin, as real estate agents, we can't even talk to the appraisers. They have yeah, they're their own right. entity at this point. So you can try appealing to the appraisers, but you really are not going to get much mileage and not in a timely fashion. They're pretty much locked into. Is that a constant comment that you're hearing right now, that the appraisals are not keeping up with the market? Well, it depends on who you talk to. In many parts of the country, we're seeing, in some cases, double-digit appreciation of homes. In Louisville, not so much. Their appraisers are keeping it to uh, usually about a 3% increase per year. And they will give you a little extra depending upon 
um, if there's multiple offers, if they're aware of that, uh, the condition of the home. But in general, they're not going to give the value that some appraisers in other parts of the country, who I've talked to my friends over there uh, out and around the country, they're not going to give that uh, that level. So here are your options. You can ask the seller. If you're the seller, you can ask the buyer to come up with extra cash. If you're the buyer, you can ask the seller to 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 reduce their price. Or you can meet somewhere in the middle and come up with a, a fair price. Just remember, if it's an FHA loan, that loan is that appraisal is going to stick with the um, the seller's home for months, four plus months, and maybe six now. So just note that uh, there's some real problems in there. You try to work it out. The seller can put the house back on the market, but who's to say that the next appraisal won't come in lower than the one that was just done? So I hope. It helps you, Cindy. I'm not sure there's much anybody can do at this point. Back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekolder, Louisville Real Estate Show News Radio 840 WHS. Hello. Hi, Bob. Hi. This is Kelly. Yeah. I bought a house about a month ago, and whenever we had the big rain, um, my house started flooding uh, in the basement. Now, the disclosure did not say anything about my house flooding or that it did flood or has flooded. What is... uh, what do I need to do about this? What steps hmm. do I need to take now? All right, Kelly, so we've got two separate things. Let's start yeah. with um, the inspection side of it. Of course, we don't know whether you in, right. had it inspected, but, Brad, would you notice? Yeah, you know, when we're inspecting homes, we're typically looking for clues. So we're looking for evidence of previous moisture intrusion. We're looking for previous, you know, water staining uh, as we're going through the uh, the basements in particular. We're pointing out those areas of grading around the house where, you know, they're low, uh, sinking back down to the house, allowing water to uh, pool up against the walls. Yeah. So we're looking for all of those things. We're looking for uh, the downspout extensions that aren't putting water out in the yard. So the problem is, is that if you have a finished basement, sometimes those things are hidden behind walls. Yes. And we don't have a way to see behind a wall. Yeah. So unless at the time you're there, the moment you're there, you find wet carpet, you've, you find stained drywall, it's a really difficult thing to see. Um of course, with the amount of rain that we've had, it seems like every house that had been dry for the last eighty years mm-hmm. suddenly is you know now has a has a wet basement. So that actually leads nicely over to Kevin because Kev, if it wasn't disclosed, what are the chances that this is just happening for the very first time? Well, you have to pretty much prove that the the seller knew or reasonably should have known that there was a problem. Part of it is how long were they in the house? I think that rainfall that we had the last time was. Well, once every 20 years? Yeah, we've had some of those recently. Yeah, yeah well, so, she's been in the house, I think she said a month, so it all just started. Well, the, the prior yeah. seller. The right. seller's oh, been oh, there the for, for yeah. a couple of years. Yeah. There will be maybe that they don't know if they've been there 20 or 30 years. It could be yeah. something just recently occurred. Mm-hmm. But what you really need in those type of situations, if you want to pursue that, is you really need to find some type of independent uh, documentation shows that they knew or recently should have known. For instance, they had someone come out, take a look at it, they decided not to do the repairs, and uh, we had one person, the guy that does a spray rubber on the yeah. commercials, they try to do it themselves and then cover it up. Well, if you get that type of situation, it's kind of clear cut. Yeah, when you see the Flex Seal repairs, the yeah. homeowner <laughs> repairs, that's kind well, of that that work, right? it yeah. works on it TV, work. guys. Come on. On, on boats yeah. only, though. Yeah, oh, so not on basements. Uh, oh, no, what you would call a professional uh, waterproofing system. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Flex Seal. Okay. So in this case, would you would you recommend at this point, Kev, to to pursue legal? Well, I think the first step is probably talk to the, the young lady, whoever she had as a real estate agent first, kind uh-huh. of discuss it, 
look through the disclosures. Usually the uh, realtor would call the other realtor. And again, the thing, if, if the seller only owned it for a couple of years, it may not be worth pursuing. Now, if they own it for 30 years and you have, usually the neighbors are really good sources of information. You get to know your neighbors, you talk to them, and they say, oh, yeah, it flooded oh, yeah. all the time. We saw the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, the wet Hello. basement repair guy out there, and apparently they didn't want to pay the money or something like that. So neighbors are a great source of information. So go knocking on your neighbor's door. That can help you to start things off there, Kelly. All right, back to the phones. Good morning. Bob Sekiller, Louisville Real Estate Show News, Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hey, Bob, this is Janet. Yeah. How bad is it having aluminum wiring in a home? I want to buy, and my inspector says it should be replaced, but I'm not sure what the seller's going to do. How important is it? Yeah, so, Brad, what do you thought? Well, there's a lot of homes in Louisville that still have uh, single-strand aluminum wiring um, in them. It's We don't have houses burning down everywhere around town, so... We know that it's something that you have to be careful with. Uh, certainly, we'd always recommend that an electrician comes in and evaluates the particular system. However, there are fixes to this. Rather than rewiring an entire house, electricians do have other, other tools and other techniques that are available that safely uh, address those aluminum wiring issues. So best advice that we give when we run into those houses, because we're seeing them literally every day, is let an electrician come in take a look to see what type of loads are on the house, uh, on the circuits, take a look to see what the condition of the panels are, see what type of, um, if there's any any other additional uh, damage uh, that they're able to see beyond it. But it's not something to be completely fearful of. It's an awareness issue, and it is still common around, around Louisville. So the thing that I take away from hearing he was saying that it's not necessarily dangerous. So is that puts my mind at ease. How about, yeah, I, I think every, every house is going to be a little bit different. Um, different electrical panels, uh, have a different, um, proclivity yeah. towards, um, arcing, uh, towards heating up. Um, other panels do not, it really all depends on, uh, aluminum expands at a different rate than copper does. And mm-hmm. all those electrical panels have, copper buses in them and uh, that's the that's the issue that's that the you problem. run into is well, the expansion yep. i was just saying the other issue around here is that i think beverly hills supper club that was yes about 20 years ago right. so it does affect marketability because mm-hmm. people that lived around here for years mm-hmm. you kind of have that in the back right. of your head got it all right if by chance you want to know more about selling your home and you're thinking, oh, i've got to put it on the market what do i got to do we have a no cost obligation no obligation free booklet. We'll send it to you, free of charge. All you do is say, send me an email, bob at com. You put in the subject line, selling tips, and bam, we'll send it right out to you as soon as possible. So that'll help you. And then you can always call us, 376-5483. Back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekulder, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is George. Yeah. Uh, I have a house ten, uh, approximately 10 years old. I'm thinking about selling. I'm interested in what I should possibly be looking for, uh, if any problems I should be aware of before selling. Ah. So I think here's what I would tell you to do. Meet with a real estate agent that you trust. That's the first thing. Or meet with a couple of them. Get some ideas. But in general, you need to look at online. And you can do this simply by looking at any one of the sites, Realtor.com, Zillow, any of those. Look at your neighbor's homes that have been on the market or have sold and look inside. If your neighbor's homes have stainless steel appliances, granite countertops on, for the average home there, you want to think about potentially increasing the value of your home by adding those. 
The problem is you'll only typically get back 85% of what you spend. So it's a trade-off. If you're looking for to get the most money, the house has to look like the other homes that have brought the, the, the dollars. And for two reasons, not just because you want to feel good and you want a buyer to buy it, but number one, the buyers are going to be looking at other homes and comparing yours to the, the other homes. So if they see yours lacks if stainless steel, and I'm using stainless steel and, and uh, granite as uh, two examples, but it just you know carry that through, then they're going to say, well, this house, I don't want to even deal with it because I don't, I don't want to spend the money. They're asking too much or it just needs too much work and I don't want to put time into it. But the other thing is appraisers are going to do the same thing, and they're going to look at other homes that have sold in, in comparables, and they're going to deduct money for the fact that you haven't done updates. So that's that's the thing that I would tell you. Now, it, if you're thinking about, okay, what about staging? There's some general rules. And I mentioned in that fact that last uh, moment or two before your, we brought you on that uh, book that we've got, it's about 200 tips, 150, 200 tips about uh, getting your home ready to sell. Um, and again, that's something you really need to think about, uh, Bob at we sell Louisville.com and then selling tips. And it's simple. That helps you. But in general, things like decluttering, removing pictures of family or people that, you know, maybe got up there, take those down for the most part, not always everything. Um, the decluttering thing is so important. And then I find that there's so much furniture in so many homes, you just cut it by half. You can do well, it opens it up, makes it bigger. Of course, the question is, where do you put that furniture? And I would tell you that you put it in boxes or not only boxes, but take the furniture and the boxes, put them in, if you've got a garage, in the center of the garage. Why do I say that, Brad? Yeah, I was going to say, yep. just please don't push it up against the garage walls because we're looking, we need to have access to uh, to see all of those walls during the inspection. So. It's so important because if the walls are covered, yeah. Whether it's Brad or any other inspector, they're going to want to see what's going on in the garage or in a basement room. Same it, goes it just, applies. It just yeah. gives the the buyer and the inspector that many more doubts in their mind about yeah. what they're covering up and hiding. Greatest tip is mm-hmm. you know, just move it into yeah. the middle of the room. I know it doesn't look right, but and you can't use the garage. But yeah. let's face it, you're going to be selling. You want to sell, get it in the middle so that the buyer and the inspector can both see that the walls are dry, there's no termites, bugs, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more of your phone calls. Also, 11 lies you cannot tell when you are selling your home. In the studios with us, Kevin Disler from Pitt & Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. And also Brad Lawler, Home Team Inspection Service at 357-0813. You can reach me anytime at 376 you're listening to the Louisville Real Estate Show on News Radio 840 WHAS. Pitt and Frank has long served your real estate closing needs throughout the Louisville and Southern Indiana area, including our newest location in Oldham County across from the Southeast Christian Church in Crestwood. But did you know that Pitt and Frank can assist you with your estate planning and long-term care needs? Don't leave your loved ones the burden of being unprepared. There are solutions available to protect assets and income as well as plan for your long-term care. Call us today at Pitt and Frank, 502-895-9900. That's 502-895-9900. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, the area's largest home inspection company. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, inspect thousands of homes in Louisville and southern Indiana each year. And team makes all the difference. Extra sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough inspection and better value for you. Multiple teams mean we're able to inspect your home when you need it. 
Radon testing, home inspection, termite reports, one call does it all. Get the team, get home team. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house-hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Whether investing in the best entrepreneurs on Shark Tank or hiring the best real estate agents at the Corcoran Group, doing my homework on them ahead of time was critical. So which agent do I recommend in your area? In Louisville, I would call Bob Sokoler. Bob outsells every agent in Louisville year after year and attracts thousands of buyers every month. That's why he can guarantee to sell your home at a price and a deadline you agreed to or Bob will buy it. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and get top dollar for your home. News Radio 840 WHAS. Bob Sekoler here, 376-5483. Thank you very much, Barbara Kirkman. She is a great lady and I'm thrilled to be endorsed by her. Here in the studio, Brad Lawler, Home Team Inspection Service. They hire vets, as you've heard, and you can reach them anytime at 357-0813. Also, Kevin Dissler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. By the way, if you want to get a hold of me, besides my phone number, you can go to grabbob.com. That's grabbob.com. Everybody makes these faces. Oh, you think, is that not a good? No, well, I guess in this it's, day. Yeah, in this day in the yeah, meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried others. They, they didn't have them, so okay, what am I going to tell you? <laughs> Stuck with it. Stuck with that one. All right, so 11 lies you cannot tell when selling your home. Guys, feel free to chime in on this. Yeah, you ready? This one's going to be interesting. All right, so. When you dis- when you're filling out the disclosure, which is required in most cities around the country and maybe around the world, they're asking you questions, and you can't fib about this stuff. So, for example, lead-based paint. If your house was built prior to 1978, federal law requires that you disclose whether or not you are aware of the presence of lead-based paint, which is is it terrible for kids to be yeah. eating chips, and that's where the problem comes into play. Right. I tell you a, a funny quick story. Back in 1980, I was a reporter for Channel 13 in Baltimore, WJZ-TV, and I had done a story about this particular subject, and I had used at the, we do stand-ups, you stand up, it basically is on camera, and I said, in my clothes, the stand-up clothes, I said, and these guys and gals can be assured they're never going to have this problem again, having eaten lead-based paint. Well, I get back to the station after that aired. And the co-anchor on the show was a woman by the name of Oprah Winfrey. You may have heard of her. Ah. Heard of her. So Oprah was there, and there were some other great people. They're just a fabulous. And Oprah was, I loved her. I still love her dearly. But she said to me, Bob, listen, gals is a derogatory term for African-American women. And I said, I never knew that. But she said, yeah, no, really, serious. Don't ever use, I said, and I've never done that again. This was 1980? 1980, 1980 yeah. Wow. yeah. So anyway, anytime I read anything about lead-based paint, it brings back, yeah. you know, and, and Oprah wasn't the name that she is now, but um, she was kind enough just to kind of call me over to the corner to just say, hey, listen, don't do that because here's why. And I, 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 I've always loved her as a, as a friend. She's a great lady. Also, in most states, sellers are required to disclose the presence of any type of pest infest- infestation, including, and I don't think here in Louisville, bats, 
Mice? No, I don't. Th- I don't believe so. Bed bugs? We know it. Yeah. No, we've said, we've yeah, already talked right. about this. So that's kind of interesting. If you try to be sneaky and hide the problem, you could be facing a lawsuit in some states. Not so much yeah. in Louisville. That's interesting. Many sellers fear that disclosing past water damage will send a potential buyer running. But if you fail to disclose, the seller risks scaring off buyers when a home inspection uncovers evidence of the damage. And it's called, what is it, effervescence? or Well, effluorescence, yeah. effluorescence. On, the, okay. on the brick. But we can also test to see if the moisture is still there. You may have a stain, but it's completely dry because it's been fixed. Yes. So, you know, that's not always... You know, and then it, painting it and covering up the basement doesn't do you much good because now inspectors and the buyer are a little suspicious. Yes. So you want to, you want to, I always say, and Kev, you, you'll agree, be so upfront, mm-hmm. disclose everything that can't come back to bite you in the end. Well, and, and this being Louisville, Kentucky, in most areas that, you know, we're talking about the rain, was it 97? Yeah. I mean, I don't care where you were at. It you had some flooded. water, in, I mean, it, yeah. it, you sump pump couldn't keep up to it. So I think the best thing is be honest and upfront because if you say that there was none yeah. and he comes and does an inspection, he discloses it, you've lost all credibility at that you, point. Yeah. 97, I was in a boat. I was a reporter working over a Channel 11 anchor and also in the 97 with Louisville Tonight Live. They had us out on a boat on River Road and the boat was as high as the top of the power poles. So next wow. time you're driving River Road, just think about, look at the top briefly if you're driving. The top of the power poles, and no, I was in a boat just riding along doing a story at a couple of places that were still had people in them that were on high uh, ground over there. Stigmatized homes. In some states, sellers must inform potential buyers if unpleasant events such as suicides, murders, cult activity ever occurred in the home. Louisville? I believe that if it affects marketability, it is supposed to be disclosed. I don't, I don't remember seeing specifically suicide or murder. Okay. Yes. Uh, you know, there are specific things about drug paraphernalia, the, the fumes, things like that. If you ever state, if your state doesn't require disclosing that a house is stigmatized, it's a good idea, idea still to tell the truth. And when we work with Asian clients, they ask on a regular basis, has this house ever had this or that? Because it's part of that culture. Also, a termite damage, treating a house for termites is expensive. And if fresh termite activity is found in the structure of your home, the buyer's lender may refuse to loan money on the house until the, the stuff's been treated and damage has been repaired. I know yeah. you don't actually test, but you bring in people to Ooh. test for termites or look for termites, right? Right. Yeah, most yeah. home inspections will have a, uh, a termite clearance letter that will come along with it. We'll subcontract that out to the pest control companies. Got it. Most communities have permit regulations. So this is really a stickler on this, folks. Mm-hmm. If you remodeled your home without a permit, it's understandable that you may be leery about revealing it. While you might not think anyone will notice, failure to disclose this fact will get you busted nearly every time. Your local building authority reports construction changes to the counter, county register of deeds, which is how they know you've increased or changed the value of your home, which means your values go up. You need to th- pull things like what a, p- a permit for electrical to have that inspected before closing up the walls. If you or are doing something or it's being done professionally, as an example, yeah, the professionals would have to have you know license or or a, a code sticker for any of that. Now the home inspection won't be looking for any of those code type. No, but you'll look for the sticker, won't you? Sticker. We will, we will not look for the sticker. Oh, the, you won't look no, for the sticker. No, the sticker okay. could have been installed fifteen years ago. Uh-huh. We've, we've seen we've seen electrical panels. That are actually now with the green code sticker yeah. inside shower stalls. Oh, really? So no, we are in Kentucky. We are expressly forbidden 
from citing any sort of code well, violation. This comes up a couple times before where they go out and they say that there's no sticker. And we've had personally an electrician yeah. wants to get paid before the sticker because it's apparently a little bit of a hassle and a little bit of time. But we've had a few before. If that sticker's not there, then the seller has to go through the process of getting it there. And they may have paid the electrician already. But unless the sticker is there, we can't close it. Yeah, and that would have that would have had to do with any sort of work that had been done as part of a, a remodel or um, you know new panels being installed. Yeah, that would be outside okay. the scope of a home inspection. Yeah. So roof damage, that's a problem you need to disclose. Replacement, they asked that a number of times. Appliance problems, you want to disclose. Natural hazards like a sinkhole or earthquake zone, you got to disclose. Ongoing disputes with neighbors that are problem with boundary lines you got to disclose, and also known mechanical problems, wiring, plumbing, HVAC systems. They ask you several different ways, are there any problems? So just those are some of the things that are pretty important. Those are lies you cannot tell when you are selling your home. All right. We really want to know, folks, what how good did we do? Did we do the job or did we fall short? Because if we fell short, it's my responsibility as the owner of the team to make sure that we change it to make sure we have a, no problems. So when we help a family find a dream home or sell a dream home, I asked several questions. And last couple of weeks ago, I, we sold Anush and Push's condo. Went pretty smooth. I mean, no issues. I think, Bob, you exemplify professionalism from start to finish. So we're happy with the whole process and ready to move into our new house. I appreciate that. Push, how about you? Same here. I mean, you answered all our questions. You were available 24-7 and... Even sometimes when the mommy brain would pick up and go, hey, Bob, did we do this or are we going to do this? And you would text immediately, even though if it's like 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. And I'm like, whoa, Bob, please. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, overall, we are completely happy with everything that how everything has proceeded. And you kind of kept us in the loop of, okay, this is what's next. This is what's next. And you didn't kind of bombard us. You just kind of went step by step and um, made sure that we had everything we needed and even when you were I think out of town for a couple of times you said reach out to Lisa and she was amazing so I think the communication was very well yeah and we appreciate your comments on that push and Lisa is a great part of our team and we wish you much joy and happiness in your new home if you want to see some of the reviews that we have go to louisvillezillow.com that's louisvillezillow.com or go to YouTube and look for uh, just do a Type in LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. That'll take you to our YouTube channel. All right, back to the phones for one more quick call. Good morning, Bob Sikiller, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Lisa. Yeah. I keep smelling something in our new house. (laughs) It wasn't there when we moved in, and I remember the sellers always had a candle burning when we saw the house Mm. and during the inspection. Did they need to disclose the smell or what was causing it? Mm. No, it's funny. We just talked about what to disclose. Smells, not so much. Yeah. I mean, smells for, for the home inspector are, are clues, but, you know, more often than not, it's a cat smell or it's it's something else that's in carpet fiber, and that's not anything that we're we're calling out. It's just an aroma in the house. Yeah, so on a legal level, can she go back if there's a smell? If there's, It could be a, a dead animal that is decaying, but I mean, where, where well, should she go? We've had a few before, though. Like I said, that the candle burning all the time is, is yeah. kind of a hint. We talked about the, you know, the light bulbs being yeah. out in the basement. Uh, we've had some before where there are buyers who have children that have serious allergies to cats, mm. and then you have cat urines and hardwood. And if there's a, an effort to conceal that, mm-hmm. uh, I think you, it could be actionable, but you'd have to prove that 
when they knew about it. It's just not a situation where most normal people would not find it offensive, but where there's some serious damage. I, I might suggest, uh, Lisa, you go back and ask your home inspector about it and see if they determined or know of anything. Maybe they come back out again and do another spe- inspection to see if they find anything that could lead to the smells because there's got to be a source. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. We are out of time. I thanks, as always, to uh, the folks who are here. We've got uh, Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service. They hire veterans. We love them for that. You can reach them. They do a great job at 357-0813. And Kevin Disler over at Pitt and Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. Guys, you're great. Great show. Thank you. Appreciate you guys being here. You can reach me anytime at uh, 376-5483. Or you can go to send me an email, bob at com, And uh, I'm more than happy to help you however you need, whether it's buying or selling. We've got 22 agents. See you next week on News Radio 840 WHAS.